are live. We are back once more on the Greyhorn Pagans podcast. Welcome and welcome all. Good to have you all back here. My guest for today is Mr. Rex Bundy. Rex, thank you very much for coming on. Um, love the name. Very, very regal. Rex King. Um, introduce yourself to the the good people who may not have heard of you yet and you i got the uh, oh sorry welcome and thanks for coming on but uh, it's an honor to be here yeah you're um well, thank you for coming on uh introduce yourself to them to the good people who may not uh may not know you yet may not be familiar with you yet i'm sorry i did i, I don't know where we are in the conversation am i am i breaking up as well no no not not really um it's just it doesn't seem to be going through i guess um i don't know what is happening i'm just wondering if if my interest my internet connection is to blame uh that may be i don't know i haven't well where would you like to start um well and introduce your uh introduce yourself uh what you uh what you do and what um you know, what your expertise is, your area of expertise. Well, um, my journey uh, started with Christianity, of course. Uh, most most people in the West start from there. I went from that to the Eastern religions. Um, I was initiated into short shop yoga uh, back in the 80s by my spiritual uh, from the um, Rosicrucians and, and Kabbalah eventually led me to... Um, an amalgamation of all of them seem to be dealing with technical issues uh i do hope he will be back uh it's it started off so good it started off so good can you hear me are we are we back yeah right. it seems your uh your connection is a little, little wonky on stage. at the moment I, uh, I can hear you uh sometimes your screen freezes and and i don't hear you okay I am. Um, Should we try to reconnect? Um. Yeah, we can do that. Um. Let's see. I am still recording this, but I can. Um. I can try again. I don't really have anything running in the background that should. Well, right now you're coming through clear. Yeah. Uh, it seems to um to come and go with the um, with the connection. It's uh. It's quite quite odd uh, the yeah. troubles that you yeah. seem to be experiencing on my end. I am experiencing on your end. Um, so I already this podcast is gonna require a lot of editing, but that is perfectly fine. That is the uh, that's the risk you take. Uh, do you want me to continue, or should we try to log back in? Uh, no, you you're the can continue. No, you can continue <laughs> if you. Uh, if you want to um uh you, last i okay. heard you left off at the, um, um, I... the, the kabbalah and the uh the rosicrucians uh, like we were just getting into the spicy stuff um as i said that uh, that information uh, made the kabbalah available to me and uh the kabbalah through its principles um me back to the bible which is ironic uh, because it's oh. it's uh based on so um that information led me to the path of water which is what i actually teach now uh, i've written a book and ah who do 
men say that I am, which is in retrospect or in hindsight, uh, was probably a bad choice of titles because uh, most people think that it's a uh, Christian book. And um, it's it's a, an alternative narrative to uh uh, the New Testament Gospels. Based on the principle on the awareness that I had that disciples never wrote anything, none of the books of the Bible were written by anyone who ever met Jesus. And so we really have no way of knowing exactly who he was or what he taught. And so I've taken uh, my experience of the Eastern religions and, and my background and um, said, what if, and rewrote his history, rewrote his story. I won't get into in, into the story itself, but um, it's it's not exactly if you're a Christian. In in fact, you mm-hmm. would vehemently be against it. I mean, um, rewriting the second half the... of the book is based on the philosophy that inspired this. It's it's called the One Tree. Um, your path um, interests me. It, um, uh, an Earth religion, um, because if if you think about it, if you think about it, our ancestors sitting around a fire after a hunt, they've seen thunderstorms, uh, the, the violence of nature, the beauty of nature, the power of nature, and um, what that is, what causes it, who are they, where do they come from? Um, this awe that they experienced eventually gave birth to the concept of God. And over time, that concept evolved from a belief in animism um, that all things, animals, have conscious minds, conscious soul. This developed into the sea, Apollo ruling the sun, and so forth. Then we created Zeus. We never satisfied, always looking for the source. We would we would look at the sun and we'd say, "There's the sun. What's beyond the sun?" Well, we'll, we'll call that Apollo. Well, what is the power beyond Apollo? Well, we will call that Zeus. Monothe- uh, monotheism was the next logical step. That concept and science's unified field theory aren't that far apart. And it's interesting to me me that uh, the uh, were one and the same the the, the wonder the, those wonderings of our ancestor and who came forth and said uh, uh, this this is what god is and um science can to the big bang but it can't go any further beyond that wall um the math makes no sense the math breaks down um i I understand that right now they have uh, models of of what might be beyond that veil, and they have uh, and they're devising experiments in order to prove that information. But um, uh, until then, I'll, I'll remain skeptical that science would be able to give us an answer. Mysticism, on the other hand, has no problem in curling its imagination beyond that veil, um, and that's uh, that's that's fine. It it, it but it's. Um, it's dangerous. It's it's unsolid ground. It's anything goes. The difference between science and mysticism is when a face is attached to to that which is beyond the veil. This uh, uh, human attributes. God is love. God um, God is vengeance. So when you do that, you have organized religion. And organized religion has nothing to do with the truth, has nothing to do with spirituality. And I believe that that is why a lot of young people today are reverting back to the earth religions. Let's let's hit reset and see if we can do this right. Um, I admire uh, you people that are into um, doing that, in, into hitting reset and seeing if you can put all of the uh, bullshit, I, I hope you don't mind me saying that, all of that aside and starting over, starting with nature and um, 
see where that leads you. Now, I'm, I'm not implying that there's no God. Um, what I'm suggesting is is a God that um, everyone can agree to. It's a divisive word in the English language, more combined. God is that which lies just over the horizon. It's unknowable, unreachable, without face, attributes, or labels. And that is the definition of God that I choose to use. Boy, that was a diatribe, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, uh, you're, um, you're putting it all so, uh, you're putting it all so well. It uh, it totally totally makes sense. And the um, the pagan revival, as we on the the Greyhorn pagans have coined it, um, it is a product of that. It is a product of the 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 new generation, like this generation, and our children uh, looking for their way back. Because um, as you mentioned, we have all. Um, at least try to do the Christian thing, or we come from a Christian background um, here over in Europe, um, or at least in the, in the Netherlands, it's uh, Catholicism and uh, the Protestants, of course, who um, who have the most followers. But I think it is like it is not for the newer generation anymore with. Um, well, maybe science does have a hand in that with all that they have discovered that just the basic religions or whatever they are told in in church. There's, of course, a major difference between what the, um, the pastor or the preacher or whoever will tell you and teach you um, and contrary to what is actually written in the bible to what are the christ his teachings uh so i think that yeah step one would be to return to nature to return to animism paganism witchcraft although witchcraft is still more working with the uh the ethereal of course but um, I do believe, and this is just from my own experience and in the tribe and connected tribes that we feel like we have to, um, to take a step backwards in order to, uh, to be able to move again, because where we are now, um, is just not working the, the major religions, the Abrahamic religions mostly, um, are just not doing it anymore they're not working anymore for our generation my parents unfortunately uh, fell off their faith my grandparents will were still very strictly religious but you can see it down the generations that faith is diminishing and by that we are kind of losing ourselves um so we turn to science to you know look for what is out there and they do come up with things like the Big Bang Theory, which basically shouldn't be possible. Like first there was nothing, then that nothing exploded, and then there was something. That's not how that works. Um, and I believe from what we uh, what we discussed a few days ago uh, on the podcast with the skeptic metaphysicians is that we keep looking smaller we keep looking for smaller and smart smaller particles thinking that we will find god there we will find the answer there while uh it is my opinion 
at the very least that we should be looking bigger like yeah we should be turning inwards but not inwards in an outward sense i, I don't know if that really makes sense but um to turn inwards is where you will find the answers the answers are in it, you. it does you know the it yeah. does uh, you know the answers already you just have to have to find them uh, the um the, the, I'm sorry. Oh, Christians yeah, no, have, have um, a response to that about uh, uh, N word. It's, it's be be. Um, we can we can look out. We can look through our senses and experience what's going on around us. That isn't the reality. The reality is within, and how you interpret that and what you do with it. The the Big Bang um, that you brought up is actually um, documented in the in genesis in the first in the first few pages of genesis um where you had uh god creating adam which is a um an appropriate choice of work appropriate choice of names and uh out of adam uh he took eve and so you have the one and fission occurring and one becoming two and then uh in the book god says go forth and multiply uh well with within a nanosecond of of that fission uh two became four four became eight and we have google googleplex i think is, is the term scientists like to use i uh, truly believe that um going back to the to the uh, beginning what, what you're doing is uh, even though you say that you think the answer is in expanding out outward and uh, in our range of experience the the pursuit of the truth of yourself the truth of of where your this self stands within the universe uh is a matter of of uh subtraction multiplication uh division and not um you have to reduce the numbers down to a manageable level in order to in order to study them the the, the number four is is very um sacred it's it's the the the, the uh the tetragrammaton the fourfold name of god and if you study that glyph of creation you'll find that you have two letters um hey and hey which is divided and uh, those um letters have extreme significance and it's documented in in the book as well where it says that the um the water uh, are divided from the waters below by a firmament now these these waters aren't actually divided um life is an ocean uh, everything is within that ocean but then occasionally in in are formed within that and this forth the illusion of separateness it puts forth the forth the illusion of um being separate from god but equal to god in fact there's a, a lot of people uh in this day and age who who claims that who claim that we are part of god uh co-creators and god's in our own right this membrane of course that divides uh that that divides the um the waters is just uh, the waters below are uh, uh it equates to earth of the four elements mm -hmm. the waters above equate to um of course water the firmament that divides them is air and um in the in the kabbalah the uh, prince of the power of the air, or Lucifer, tells Adam and Eve that um, if you eat of the tree of, tree of knowledge, you will not surely die. You will open, your eyes will be opened and you will see as gods and you will know good from evil. And basically you will live forever. You, you will not die. You will live forever. And you will know, you will be able to choose 
between good and evil. Um, the truth is, we are the membrane. We are not the we are not the waters below. We are not the ocean. We are the illusion of being at this moment. And um, not to worry, because the bubble is soon to burst, and that that water will return to its source, which which it never left. The bubble is an illusion. That is the liberation that the Buddha taught, where um, you see the self non-existent. In fact, uh, he said, where there is self, there is no... And um, that and the study of the path of water, which I've just expounded on somewhat, led me to one principle, one supreme principle that when followed, I believe will lead you to enlightenment. And that principle is the complete sovereignty of cause and effect. Nothing exists outside of that stream no that didn't sprout from the earth there's a cause to everything all this logic back to the source you come to the realization that there's no such thing as free will all of our decisions are actually preconditioned responses based on this unimaginable web of cause and effect that sprang forward from the beginning and i have went on another diatribe <laughs> <laughs> no i mean this the I, I absolutely love this. Like it is, it is a lot to uh, to take in, but I I love the information that that you provide. Um, like I got the thinking about the um, about the brain, the membrane, and all. And I actually recently saw a video. It was a little gruesome of a uh, a skull, just a, a a regular human skull, but with the um like the top taken off and there is literally a membrane dividing uh our brains into a right half and a left half and then of course there is also the uh the membrane that protects our uh our actual brain from you know from our skull from you know chafing and bouncing uh in into it um so you could call that the firmament um and going into the norse pagan mythology or really? germanic pagan yeah yeah oh, that, there is that's interesting yeah and even going into the uh the norse pagan mythology or germanic pagan mythology uh the earth is said to be created from the uh the body of the primordial giants and his uh his had his you could say that even in Norse paganism there is a belief in a domed earth if you will because it was from the giant's dome that the heavens above were created and the embers of uh, Muspelheim of the the eternal fire the primordial fire um is what they created the the stars out of in the heavens um so yeah oh this is a very good one the uh bush whisperer speaking about the vapor canopy um in uh like well basically primordial earth times uh which a lot which was one of the reasons that allowed uh the like all the the animals and the trees and um other organisms growing so tall like you could call that like the the waters above as well you know because it was such a like such a, a vast canopy just like pretty much spanning the entire globe so water has always been 
quite significant, even if you just look at the uh, the actual physical history of our planet. So it's uh, there is definitely much to water and to the um, streaming of water and the different forms that water can take that we can we can learn so much from. The um, from uh, someone who identifies as as uh bush i get that right bush is not there anymore yes but uh he he brought up uh bush I whisperer thank you um yes and uh, i like bush master there, <laughs> there it is you know, uh, the, the earth is what 97 percent water uh, our bodies are predominantly water and um an interesting thing about uh, another thing that the buddha said was that um there is nothing of the individual that that transcends death uh, when you die the the, the individual the ego, that conglomerate of thought and emotion, dies, goes away. Uh, basically, because it was illusion to begin with, and it, and like I said before, that membrane that membrane bursts, and the energy of life goes on and takes another form. Words and deeds, because those affect the stream of cause and effect. The words that we're speaking now are going to have on each other. I'm going to learn from you, and you're going to learn from me. And hopefully your listeners will learn from the both that we do affect and, and uh, therefore has an effect on the future. And an interesting point, there's a, a Japanese scientist who's making a study of molecular structure of water. And he's found that when you take ordinary water of a molecule, uh, it was chaotic, disruptive, um, had no form, had no order. But when it had human contact, predominantly positive human contact, um, uh, a priest praying over it, um, a, um, a pagan doing a water ritual, um, changed the molecular structure into that w that looked like a, a snowflake. It was beautiful and organized and, and in order. And this um, theory is that uh, water responds thoughts, words, and deeds. It, uh, it remembers stories that information is said to be careful of your thoughts words and deeds because not only does it affect the the web of um cause and effect or karma and other generations it also has an effect on you when you watch an you, you're affected in a certain way you have um an aura about you of a certain color and saw a massacre for instance you're you're or as much dark, your mood is much dark. If it affects you, what you what you see, what you bring in is stored in the water of your body, not just your memory. That's interesting. The, the we are an, an ocean of abundant life. Yeah, no, that is. I, I never even considered it uh, that way. Um, oh yeah, I I know that one. I like that one. Um, uh, this is actually what um, what thing Josh. Um, has been um, researching, has been doing a lot lately, uh, going into, um, well, you know, as as he says, bless your water, because uh, he found that exact same research. Uh, it, it is it is well known and, um, you know, goes into the, the study of, uh, of cymatics or Comatics, if you will. Yes. Any, any water that's paid attention to in a positive manner. Yeah. No, and um, but that it also affects the the water in your your body, the water in your cells. That is uh, that is something I 
hadn't thought of yet. Like it, it, it definitely makes sense if we are um, what 77, 80% something water, then uh, yeah, whatever vibrations you expose yourself to will uh, have a uh, have a effect on that water within you. Um, that that actually makes makes perfect sense. Why some people are more uh, more vulnerable to it, are are a lot more sensitive to it, because maybe their uh, their water literally and figuratively is still more pure. Uh, you know, pure mind, pure soul, pure water, um, and that by exposing themselves to such well low vibrations as you know is like um our overlords evil overlords if you will um like to put out there um i mean i know for sure that my fiance or my my wife uh firefay she is a light being through and through and she does not handle uh horror well she does not handle those low vibrations well and she is very very pure and she is um and you know of course still being in a human body um that like that's the whole aspect of water that's that i haven't even considered yet but does make a lot of a lot of sense so i'm i'm very happy to to have you on to you know enlighten us about that because it is like it is so logical it's you know if the the water that you know i have in my mic what is it bigger here can be blessed and can be uh can be good for us can be you know to my my greatest benefit then i should also be able to bless the water within me the water that i am made of the water that is in my my cells my my body where my what my body consists of absolutely <laughs> i knew this was gonna happen uh we seem to have lost rex there for a moment i do hope he is coming back because oh man we were going on such we were on such a roll and it makes perfectly sense what he says you know um everybody's always talking about um the water outside of you the water that you drink the water that you you know you bathe in that you shower under um you know needing to be needing to be pure needing to be a a certain way um, you know, take take a cold shower, take an ice bath. Uh, you know, bl bless your bless your water, purify your your water, um, which is all outside of you. I mean, if you are indeed like so many percents water yourself, then um, you should well bless yourself as well. That's that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, just the um, the holy water and. I do believe it's it has a effect. I I do believe it's not just um something you know that that is made up. I am going to email Rex real quick. Hope that he um can stabilize his connection again. Um, this is a shame. I I never had these kinds of difficulties. I've had technical difficulties before. That comes with you know streaming and podcasting and all um this is a shame bear with me for a moment people um be a good host and send him the invite link again as well um geez to reschedule it uh, like one or two two times and now dealing with technical difficulties you yeah, you'd say so huh i mean i know we're touching on 
on a whole lot of good topics here on the on the Grammar Pagans podcast. Um, I mean, I know that we are probably censored in in some way because I I refuse to believe that the um, the numbers that's well the YouTube is showing me are the uh, the actual numbers that I'm getting. But to uh, to disconnect him completely is uh, that's 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 a whole other thing. That's uh, that's a whole other whole other can of worms. Um, it, it is. It is. Um, I hope he can make it back on. It's yeah. It's a it's a shame. Um, Mister. Bush whisperer, uh, would it? Uh, since since you are in uh in the chat and you already um you know you're making such great comments, um I could send you the um the invite link so that you can come on as well. Uh, if Rex is able to to join us again, then you know we'll just do it with um, the three of us. Um, and if not, then I'll I I guess I'll just keep talking till hopefully he can uh, he can come back on um in the meantime i can uh i did find rex his uh, his youtube account um he only seems to have one video up so far and nine subscribers uh so i am just i'm just gonna share his channel real quick apotheosis the path of water at rex bundy triple seven so um yeah show him show him some love show him that um you know we do appreciate him coming on even though he <laughs> he isn't at the moment um i have been trying to uh to find his book trying to find a link for his book but i can't seem to find it unfortunately that is something that's it's it's completely different from um oh wait i may have actually i did find it awesome let's see i am just gonna, gonna do it again uh let's see here is his book the secret doctrine of water the ultimate magic official Kabbalistic publication of the Temple of Natural Science. Wow, that is quite the title. Um, you'll have to uh, have to look for. I believe I searched for Rex Bundy. Yeah, Rex Bundy, the Path of Water. Uh, it will redirect you. Uh, it was the, the first link on my end. At least it will redirect you to his Amazon author account, his Amazon uh, book. So if this is something that that does interest you, um, you know, go subscribe to uh, to his account on YouTube. Go subscribe to um, or go uh, go buy his book. I I seriously hope he um, he will be back uh, in the meantime josh mr bush whisperer um i have sent you the invite link so i know you two are both very knowledgeable uh so i guess this will be kind of a a two-parter like two parts uh you know rex bundy featuring the bush whisperer featuring thing josh um <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if he's i don't i, I haven't even put him up on uh on Twitter yet, I, I had to do this. Oh, he is on Twitter. Right, Bundy. Yeah, makes sense. Follow him. He's not very active. But then again, he is 72 years old. I, I don't I don't mean that in a bad way, of course. 
Um, I don't have a email back yet. Oh, this is a shame. I guess we'll uh, we'll have to do this this again. Sometimes we'll have to do it over. Sometimes since he um, since he was on such, I mean, he went on a few diatribes. That's true, but that's mostly because I didn't want to interrupt him. Uh, also because of the technical difficulties. Um, and yeah, he he was on. I invited him, uh, well, first of all, because he uh, reacted to, um, oh yeah, podcast guests when uh, the Grammar Pagans podcast was featured in the um, in the newsletter. He was one of the uh, the people to react, and I just I thought that his um, his about me, if you will, uh, was very interesting i never heard of the path of water i've heard of uh like you know rock and water kind of training thing and there is the tribal thane and what's going author on? of the shadow crown newly published book um yes ladies and gentlemen thane josh is now officially a published author i never thought i'd uh I'd say that's never thought that that would be uh, that would be the case. I but, never saw uh, it coming. So yeah, uh, I guess officially now live on the Grammar Pagans podcast. Uh, Thing Josh, Thing Josh Odinson, congratulations with the publication of your book, The Shadow Crown. It's uh, it's an amazing amazing feat. Um, you pumped that out fast, man. Call fever dreams will do that, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've, like I said, I've, I've, uh, had a lot of inspiration towards the writing in that book though. So, I mean, I've, I've gotten help from a lot of people, including yourself, my, my siblings, God, if it wasn't for my wife and my parents, they would have never happened. So, I mean, oh yeah, man. I, I, I had all the creative, uh, spark, but it took a lot of reinforcement to make it happen. Yeah. Well, luckily you have a, uh, a very supporting wife um i know sarah like you and sarah are two he's in a pod like you you rival um myself and uh firefay and and there we have the shaman as well two pagans and a shaman sounds like the beginning of a good joke it doesn't it though <laughs> thank you for having me honored to be here yeah you're uh you're very welcome um well i I hope Rex will be able to. Uh, to now that we have the, the uh, just let, close out the three of us. Can can we can we get back to the topic of the water? That's, yes, yes, please. That, that, I I want to touch back on that one, and I want I want this guy's input also, Mister uh, Bush Whisper. I I found that same research myself quite some time ago, and and it got me to thinking. You know, the effects of holy water have been used for you know two thousand years, and they've shown a lot of miraculous different effects water simply being blessed has healed people has you know expelled demons has righted people's spiritual wrongs you know it's it's done so many things and i i, I kind of attribute that piece of research to that that documented personal history that that people have had with it you know i i really think that it's something that that shows that not only can we show it scientifically but now that we see that it's been used spiritually not just by christians and abrahamic religions but also by tibetans and many others i find it quite interesting when you look at water like if you examine the i discovered in deep states of meditation that oxygen is required for thinking and that we use a lot more oxygen when we think i actually discovered it when i was a child 
when I used to get pummeled in a big wave in washing machine for like 60 seconds. If you think you run out of oxygen, if you stop thinking and just count one, three, you can keep your breath for a long, long time. And it seems that the more you think, the more you burn oxygen. So oxygen has got this fundamental connection with consciousness. And we need oxygen, which is why our breath is so important for controlling our heart rate. And our heart rate's about moving the oxygen around the body. Mm -hmm. And water has got two of these oxygens. And I've always wondered whether that's why it has that diamagnetic quality. Water can flow up a hill. That's quite there true. There places where water flows up a hill, and, and it's just one of those things. But, I mean, the... Okay, <laughs> he, at least he's back instantly. <laughs> seems, seems to be a trend. Like, we're, we're not supposed to talk about water. I know, I, I, you know, going into the age of Aquarius, the waters above, going from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, from the waters below to the waters above. So... Well, I mean, we, we, we look at water, though, and it's in everything. It's, it's literally the primary component on most things in Earth, right? It's yeah. a majority of our vegetables. It's a, it's a big portion of the meat we eat. You know, it, it's in everything. So not only do you bless your holy water or your water before you drink it or the water you make coffee with, but you also bless the water within your food. And by, you know, a week or two's time, you're pretty much – I'll bless water yourself. So it's a it's a fascinating concept in it's provable. So I mean, we can see through history that people have done it. Why would we not continue? You know, why would they not want people to know this? Is it not more of a a bit of public knowledge, if you will, more common knowledge? That that is a very interesting question, actually. Why have they taken our knowledge away from us? How much of our knowledge have they taken? I mean, they've 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 even taken history from us. Yes. We've forgotten. We've forgotten far more than we've learned. <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah. just as a society, as a, as a, as a whole, I think humanity has literally forgotten more in the last five thousand years, we'll say, than it has actually learned. I mean, we we can look at the the building, just the building, the construction technique of five thousand years ago, and everything that has survived has survived well intact. That, that wasn't destroyed by a uh, war. You know, m most of Rome and Greece would still be standing were it not for several wars raging through there and them toppling the oracles in the Temple of Delphi and all the other stuff that they just decimated. So I, I think we've had that bit of technology just lost to us in, in one of these incursions, one of these groups of peoples that got wiped away, that knowledge got wiped away with them. I think it's, it's something that we have to strive to, to relearn. It's interesting because the astral plane feels like water. It feels like you're moving through water. And the, the concept of water being life force, the pranic field, the stream of the life force consciousness, when the life force is starting to slow down, it condenses into water. And um, this must be why hydrogen and oxygen are so fundamentally important. You know, why we can use hydrogen to split the atom to you know, so much energy in the hydrogen. And oxygen has this profound connection with our thoughts. So oxygen seems, seems to be a component of the thinking principle and hydrogen seems to be a component of acidity and alkalinity because you've got the positive and negative hydrogen ions. And these dictate what kind of life forms ants need to be around positive hydrogen ions. Mammals need to be around negative hydrogen ions in a greater degree than positive because acidity obviously creates disease for us. Mold likes positive hydrogen ions. So water diamagnetically changes the ionic structure of, but when they combine, it's water. There's something quite mystical about water that relates to life itself. And the idea that Steiner has put forward that, that 
the slow down, slowing down of life force as the river slows down, materializing what we've got is water. So water is literally chi, but in its dense form. It's, it's an interesting concept to, to digest and See, it will explain I, why all life comes from water. I, I, I look at I look at the fact that they're putting fluoride in our water and wonder about so many things, especially because of the components of fluoride. And if if you just look at a solar system like the the, the Earth's solar system, our sun, our our planet, it has the identical formation to a fluorine atom. Our sun looks just like the the nucleus of the atom. We have nine electrons in orbit. The, you could even look at us and our roadways and our buildings as the quarks upon the the electron, uh, the third electron of the fluorine atom. I mean, we, we almost can't ignore the fact that they're so similar in visual, right? And and then you look at the component of an atom floating in the vastness of its void. Some of them are interconnected to another solar system and share an electron. Some of them are not. And they're miles and miles apart, right? In in the in the perspective of it. Then you look at the the galaxy and it's exactly the same. You know, you have these atoms floating about and it it just it triggers this doubled mirror effect, if you will, for me. How you know, you just like looking into a never ending tunnel of things getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you think of the idea that when our scientists finally got beyond the quarks and some of the other subatomic particles, they just stopped talking about it. Stop being public news. Like it literally hit public news when they were when they first spotted quark. It was in like the New York Times and all these big publications, after that, nothing, right? And then you hear these weird stories about when they got down to a, a super subatomic level, they saw nothing but like binary code. It just, it just makes you wonder, you know, like if we look up instead of down into the, the, the micro, if we look out into the macro, are, are we going to see an eye looking at us through an electron telescope? You know, it, it just, it's nuts. It is the fractal nature of the universe though. Everything needs to work that way, everywhere we look. I mean, if we look at the way in which the golden fire ratio is fundamental to the leaves aligned on a tree, it's also fundamental to the way in which a galaxy is formed. So mm-hmm. I mean, The Nautilus, it, it, I mean, it, everything in everything. Illusion, from a shamanic perspective, we speak about reality being a dream, that the dream of life is dream time. And so what is the structure of dream time? The structure of dream time is that the small things are bigger and the bigger things are smaller. Inasmuch as that if you were to expand out into the galaxy and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, would you at some point be a germ? It's an interesting concept. Yeah. Because if you think of I mean, toric fields, a toric field, if you go one way, you will inevitably come out the other side. And so if the universe truly is a toric field, if you expand to get bigger and bigger and bigger, you will one day become the size of a, a smaller something can be. So there must be this continuity of being which relates to the bigness and the smallness, bringing the perspective of balance and harmony between all things so that the equality of, of the currency of being can be in a standard so that the ratio of phi can be acceptable. There must be some kind of a a qualifying factor between that which is great and that which is small. In as much as that the, the bacteria, the germs in the soil are why we are able to eat, why plants are able to take up nutrition fundamentally, those little germs in the soil. So the smaller things are fundamental to the bigger things. Absolutely. So obviously we're killing all the germs. So we're creating this breakdown in structure. And so our water, I think, on Earth is becoming polluted. And I think it's by design to pollute the water. Because if you can pollute the water, you can break the structure. Everything. If you can break it, you can reorganize it. And I know, I know I'm going to say it. And everybody, when, it, when, he, when he said, I was just talking about this with some other people the other day. When he said it online and everybody looked at him and was 
was like, that dude's nuts. Alex Jones, when he said they're turning the frogs gay, they're turning the frogs gay. And he was talking about atrazine, which is a very real to all types of life. Um, it causes all types of mutations, be they uh, mental or physical genetic. And the animals that were affected by it all began to show odd forms of sexual confusion and behavior later on in multi-generational after multi-generational breathing they were showing weird birth defects where they would have like multiple sets of legs or you know rows of eyes instead of just two it, it was a really sexual really dangerous confusion. now doesn't that sound familiar right right now everybody called him a conspiracy theorist and we all know what the word conspiracy theory was originated to do which was shut down facts that came out too early by the cia so it's a really really questionable thing that when you look at all of the pieces of this bigger puzzle together and why are they asking us now to start eating bugs why do they want us to stop eating meat why did, are they trying to destroy the natural biome in, before it even gets to humans now now they can just bypass that by feeding us insects you know they're they're chemically fed and then fed to us so there's no natural biome in the process at all and, and the water we are supposed to be drinking what bill gates uh actually showed us is like, what was it like just sewage water but like uh, very much filtered so that it's clean yep. i guess i mean we're we're still supposed to drink water you know other people have put their excrements in you know that they, they released themselves in no way in hell i'm drinking that i mean which is why i can't preach enough about drinking spring water i don't mean like spring water three miles down the spring i mean like you have to catch it where it comes out the tap you know and and especially like high mountain spring water where it's not been heavily polluted there's no big reservoirs of toxic waste of the city down below it you know you have this natural spring up in a mountain it it, it puts out a couple hundred gallons an hour not big you know, but it flows and it's crystal clear, clean, filtered by earth and loaded with minerals, you know, I mean, and when it comes to that, I'm lucky to be here in the Netherlands because most of our water is filtered through the dunes, of course. Mm -hmm. um, well, and, you know, if you go like a little further south or uh, what is it? Uh -huh. southeast, you know, going to like Switzerland, Austria, or even um, even up north in Scandinavia, like that's all mountain water. Like it's so incredibly pure. Like I remember I was, I believe like 14 years old when we went on vacation to Norway. The, uh, the glacier lakes, they are so clean that like the water you swim in, you can drink because it's molten ice, and nothing more. It's incredibly freaking cold. So I do advise people who want to swim in those glacial lakes to like kind of stay on the surface because you drop down, it gets incredibly freaking cold. It is like, like so pure. So, you know, if you're going for a swim and you're thirsty, just take a gulp of whatever you're swimming in. And yeah, I, I, man, you know, you, you want to hear something crazy. Me and, uh, me and my wife went to, went to the, the Smoky Mountains on Halloween. And there's this little town up in the Smokies that's a really isolated town. It's got like 500 people in it. And because of the valley that it's in, it really can't get any bigger. So a really cool thing to see. You know what I mean? There, There's no big grocery stores. There's no chain stores whatsoever in there. And they have these springs that come out of the mountain. Like you could literally leave the inn, walk a couple hundred yards up the side of the mountain, 
and there's a spring coming right out of it. I felt like crap from the road trip. And the first day I was there, I basically just vomited. Like, there's no other way to word it. You know, I ate something coming through Georgia and it didn't agree with me. So uh, by the time I got up to Tennessee, I wasn't well. On that second day, we walked up there and I literally drank right from that tap. And within hours, I felt better. And I mean, it started it started a trend of me going up there and grabbing the water. Like me and me and the kid just, hey, let's go get some more water. (laughs) Run up the side of the mountain, pull the one liter cup out there, fill it up screw the lid on, run back to the room. And uh, we wound up being there for like a week. By the time we left that place, I never felt better than I did then. And I have yet to find any tap of spring water in the area of Florida that I'm in that is as isolated or pure. Yeah. There I mean, there that's... are springs here, but you have to travel two, three hours, you know? Yeah. It's not running right up the side of the mountain a couple hundred yards away and grabbing it. No, unfortunately. And, but, sorry, whisper. No, 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 please continue. No, no, yeah, I mean, you, I you have some say I, as well, I'm sure. So. I can relate to what you're saying about water. Living in the wild where there's nobody. And even when I lived in Sri Lanka, even though it wasn't the mountain, it was like 200 kilometers, there was nobody out there. So the water that you found in the jungle was coming from oh, up, upward springing well, very, very small trickle. But yet yeah, a spring. And there were no people for far away. There was a tiny little village, maybe like 15 kilometers away, but not enough to create any real waste. And the way in which the water affects your consciousness, it's a big part of, I think, being in the wilderness. It's, it's People forget how much energy you can actually get from water. You, you don't even need to eat so much. If you're drinking the right water, I used to eat very little when I lived in the wilderness because the water used to make me feel actually it's gives you a, energy. It's got a decent mm-hmm. enough mineral content. It's got a lot of what you need in it. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing podcasting made easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is podcasting made easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy short of protein a, a small bit of protein the human body can run on quite little and still sustain itself in a very strong form and we've been programmed to think that we have to eat this massive amount of food to to sustain i mean you you can watch several survival shows and reality shows and see that that's not necessarily the case but yet they still keep feeding us this propaganda that we have to eat this humongous portion of wheats and grains and i mean the the food pyramid concept in itself is a type of psyop programming they had to sell certain things and they did it by telling us it was healthy you know and look what it's done i mean literally look what it's done the the hawaiian islands probably one of the healthiest peoples on the planet before western interjection right now they have like the highest diabetes rate ever their main imports are canned ham and peanut butter what did we do you know what what are we spreading throughout the world it's it's certainly not with, with all of our technology and our industrial revolution we're certainly not spreading good things because we're tearing down the health the spiritual beliefs and knowledge of all these people and replacing it with this faux pas rockefeller 
handout. It's ridiculous. And like just drinking water. I mean, that's the reason why people can like they can go on a water fast for you no know, days on end. They'll they'll eat. I mean, you know, which was for like you you did it like pretty much out of necessity. Um, you know, just drinking water, very pure water, maybe with some like some sugar, some salt to you know keep the electrolytes. Up, um, or you know, if it is like just natural spring water, you don't even need that. Yep, if it's um, got enough, enough it, minerals why, to do it. It's why most legit medics um, and people who you know know a lot about alternative health and all of that say that first thing in the morning, what you should do is drink a glass of water. It will get your digestive system going. Like no, like don't. I've I've always had trouble with. Um, breakfast. I, I've never been the one to like eat breakfast, especially when I have to get up like pretty early in the morning. I'm not a morning person anyway. So let alone that I have to, you know, eat something. I just, I can't, I can't get it through. It's, it's just, it's not working. But, um, you know, when I like get up, I drink something, then, you know, like just drink a, drink a bit of water, do my thing, then, you know, I noticed that after I'm done with my, you know, standard morning ritual of feeding the cats, taking a shower and uh, and all of that, that, you know, I am hungry, that, you know, my, my tummy is rumbling. It's telling me like, hey, we need some sustenance. And, you know, that's, that's just by, by drinking a bit of water after, after a long, long night. And, like especially I've noticed too when I'm like when I'm writing or when I'm editing the editing the podcast or or whatever I go on um a unintentional fast if you will so like intermittent fasting but without actually intermittent fasting I just forget to eat because I'm so busy um but as long as I just you know have have a little to drink if I have my cup of coffee and just you know my my water I'm fine i can i can make it through the day i mean i'll you know sit sit at my computer from i don't know like 11 in the morning to like eight eight in the evening nine in the evening and like then suddenly realize oh wait i still need to eat <laughs> mm -hmm. there's well there's often times that i'll go till two three in the evening even moving about or two three in the afternoon excuse me where i won't i won't even crave food really i mean i have a unique condition but i um i've kind of always been that way i would wake up and just start moving and i mean i would a glass of water a cup of coffee and on with the day and then when i finally get hungry i'd, I'd eat but it's usually not until later in the day so i i mean we've we've been we've been taught so wrong for so long though stein i think it's yeah. I think it's it's ingrained in people now and they've, they've also started putting things in our food that trigger hunger synthetically you know like high fructose corn syrup and and certain sodium preservatives will automatically trigger a response that you're still hungry even empty when calories. you're completely full Just empty calories yeah mm -hmm. another thing about water that that i'm thinking about it's one of the reasons i i live here and i love living where i do i can always hear the sea and i go and mm. spend a lot of time by the sea i was explaining to my son the other day how the sea talks to me he was quite intrigued by this he's like well, why doesn't the sea talk to everybody else? I said, well, they're, they're not all shaman. <laughs> they're not listening. <laughs> listening. There's certain, certain static in nature that some people pick up on, and the sound of the waves is one of those statics that just speaks to some people. You know, The way in which 
sound travels across water, the way in which the vibrational field is affected when it's near water, it's almost like what it does to electricity. And if an electric current goes to water, it sort of wants to, it wants to embrace all of the water at once. You know, the electricity, it just wants to go everywhere and it sort of dissipates into the water. But I think that I think the transmission of the electrical impulse is faster through the water in the same way that the sound transmission wave is faster through water. So it literally speeds up the wavelength of the Schumann resonance. And here when I am in Cape Town, I always used to wonder what it was that made Cape Town so special. And we're sitting on a massive aquifer, the old aquifer. And I, I, I really feel that all the places I've been that that I've considered to be high frequency vibrational spaces with regards to the auric field and the ley lines and the activity of the energetics. There's so much water under the ground when you start to, to take a look at the local topographies. If you take out a pendulum or a dowsing stick and you walk around in Cape Town, there's water everywhere. Oh, I better go nuts. Yep. See, I, I found too that people who are around the ocean a lot, like, I mean, I was raised around the ocean, so I got to see examples of it. They tend to be a lot more humble because being around the ocean, especially if you've ever been swept away in a wave or been been physically humbled by it yourself, you have a grand sense of how minute you truly are. And when you stand upon the beach at night away from a city and you see nothing but the sky and hear nothing but the waves, you get a sense of your minutia that is so unreal that in in I feel in other places you couldn't experience that like it's something that you on the top of a mountain as grand as that scene would be in on a starry night away from all cities it still wouldn't compare to being next to the sea and and having that same energy and having that full 360 surrounding of stars you know and it, it literally just lets people know how intricate of a part they are in the grand scheme. And you find that people that are from big cities and stuff come with much larger egos than you tend to see around ocean areas. Would that be why all the surfer dudes are so relaxed? I, I mean, you think about it, you know, is it, is it, and, and it's not just the American Western surfer, you know, diatribe or, or no, stereotypes. It's, it's it's worldwide. Yes. You look at the surfer culture all over the world and they may be warrior people, but in the same sense, they're all very, very grounded. And yeah. they, they understand that ultimately without making ripples, you can live a much more peaceful life. And, and I, I believe that carries through just from what they witness in the waves of the ocean, you know, on a calm day, they have religious experiences just laying there thinking and, and it, it, it touches people in a way that, that you just don't get elsewhere. It's those people, too, who truly understand the power of water because, you know, they're on the water every day. They deal with the water every day. Like water in, in itself is just such a, uh, it's, it's just so fascinating. Like it can be hard as brick. It can be hard as stone. Like we We've all, I imagine we've all, you know, been that kid who will do like a, uh, like a flip into the pool, but not only make like a three fourth flip and land flat on your back. Shit hurts. But if, you, <laughs> but if you just take a dive into the water, I mean, if you like look at those uh, professional divers, for example, or, uh, you know, who do all the, um, you know, the, the tricks and the flips and whatever, I, I, I don't know what it's called in English at the moment. They are, they can make such a, a clean jump, such a clean dive that there is 
barely a splash. And if you fall mm. from like from great heights, flat on the water, you'll break bones. Oh yeah. So I, I mean, I jumped off of bridges for entertainment as a kid, <laughs> and I I saw a friend of mine make a fatal mistake, and he did a hand plant off the edge of this bridge and started into a, a front spin basically because he couldn't stop himself. It wasn't a flip. It was just a frontward tumble all the way to the water. And he hit the water stomach and neck and face first. Oh, oh that hurts. It knocked him unconscious and yeah. we had to drag him to shore. And he, <laughs> he didn't stop. He had been doing it for so long. I mean, and he had so much fun doing it, but that one experience didn't, didn't abate it. You know, I mean, it didn't stop him. It just made him a lot more cautious in the act. Uh, yeah. So, I, I would, I would hope so. But like water knocking him unconscious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that, that, that flowy thing that you just, you know, you dive in and you swim through knocking someone unconscious. That's so hey, that bridge was only 40 feet. Imagine that's not even that high. The momentum he had from spinning and he hit the water just right and it slapped his head silly. We're just, you know, we're thinking about the erosive power of you now, like it's, how do those, those valleys and those like, you know, things like the Grand Canyon, how do they come to exist just because of water erosion because of the constant flow of water Look you know at it'll, it'll take a great south stream america. and over the years just curve it like crazy the coast of the coast of south america has got a prime example of that look at the western coast and you can see where it looks like a tidal wave or something just slapped against the shore and ripped everything out because yeah. from the peak of these mountains down you see nothing but these erosion lines and wear lines and there's no foliage there's no nothing and it's a vast area and you look at the rest of the the continent around it and it's green and lush and looks nothing like that you know so you you could see the corrosive power of water and the healing power of water it is it is ultimately a god in itself i mean look at Look at what they call the, the Norse religions nowadays, the Atlantic religions. So people have begun to refer to them as, as such, you know, and you think about it, they're all centered around that one big corner of the Atlantic Ocean. So it's yeah, a uh, it's a powerful beast. Definitely. I, I'm, I've followed that as well. You know, the, the, the mud wave that hits Americas and what happened and well, it hit the whole world, actually hit Europe as well. It's, they've tried to hide that from us in the histories. But the big it's muscles, funny how yeah. the synchronicities are working because I was speaking to Ronan hours ago today and I was telling him a story about Clan Dadno in Cape Town and how I used to surf these waves and they're quite big, get quite big, I don't know, three, three meters, three, four meters. But it's a straight, it's a parallel wave, it's a vast wave. And when you fall under that wave, you get into the washing machine. It's got an incredible washing machine, Clan Dadno. It's quite a far out to sea wave, like 70 meters, 80 meters out far to sea. So it's, it's a bit of a paddle. I get a and, jump off, fellas. Um, I'm, I'm so glad Bush Whisperer that you, you landed in here with Stein and I'll continue to watch, but I got to go handle some stuff. So oh, you guys um, continue please. And check out the book. Stein will, Stein will run it all by you guys before he closes the podcast. Yes, I know. I definitely will. will. Um, Thank Bush you, brother. The event on Saturday, um, yes. you had a time for that already, right? Yes. Ah, the event geez. is going to be UK time, UK yeah. time five, Netherlands time six 
Eastern Eastern time twelve Eastern USA. Yeah, Eastern Standard okay. Time. I was I was gonna time, I was gonna time. forward it to um gonna forward it to to Josh real quick, but he already got off. But that's okay. I'll uh, I'll, I'll send him and uh, I'll send him an invite. Uh, so yeah, that's that's Thane Josh of the the Grand Rapids, uh, one of my Josh. closest friends and allies. Yeah. Okay, you mentioned him before. Great. I, 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 it, it was a full, very impromptu. We didn't know we would be here. I suppose he didn't know either. <laughs> it, it's interesting how the synchronicities work because I was literally talking to my to our friend Ronan the other, just just a couple of hours ago about being under the sea and losing consciousness in the sea and how there's intelligence in the water. It was like the water looked after me. I can't explain this to you because when you go under the water, you lose consciousness sometimes because you're under the water for so long and you, you, the waves spinning you around so you roll up in a ball like you tuck as if you're going to tuck and roll mm-hmm. put your head in and you spin backwards well that's how i used to calm my heart and count one and get into this dreamy feeling to the point where i'm falling asleep under the water in the wave and there were times when i fell asleep and i was carried by the waves to the next wave to the next wave taken all the way to the coast waking up on the coast being unconscious under the water remembering when i'm falling asleep and some part of me is going, is it okay that I'm falling asleep under the sea? <laughs> <laughs> is this okay? Because you you don't have a choice. And the water's talking to me and it's saying to me, don't worry, we're going to be all right. Yeah. And so there's been a couple of times where I've literally been unconscious, like deep under the water. And the sea has looked after me. So there's this relationship with water and life, which is a visceral, it's like the beings that aren't on the physical plane can communicate with us most closely through the water element. And this, the, the Arabic magicians have got a lot to say about the jinn. In fact, a lot of people from Arabic lands, they're traditional people, they won't even use water after the sun has set because of the connection with the jinn, oh. which is foundational to Arabic magic. Yes, it's interesting. This tradition, you know, a lot of old school people won't use water at night because it's going to open your psychic sensitivity. It's going to cause you them to be able to communicate with. You. And um, there is so there's something quite... in uh, yeah there there's something in uh, in Germanic mythology um, about that as well. I believe I I don't I can't say for sure what exactly it is, but um, like just still water, like you know, in modern times, for example, if you've been doing the dishes and you need to. Uh, no, like do an overnight soak because you're about to ruin one of your pans. Otherwise, it happened to me more than once. Um, you know, don't if you're going to bed at night, don't uh, like don't leave still water in there because there are some kinds of being there. There are these Maybe. beings Maybe. in German in Germanic mythology as well um, who like use that water or use the power of that water for um, for malicious acts i i i can't remember exactly what it was i have to look that up but i know that in uh in norse lore or norse germanic lore there is something about that as well that's interesting because that's like that's just here in europe that's northern europe and we're you know you were talking about arabia that's half the world across you know yeah obviously india have got their ideas with water as well they tend not to be too um scared of the water but very much the ishnan kelia which is, is your washing needs to be done before it's dark it's also a traditional thing expanding upon this idea of, of you know, the water element and leaving the water in your home there is something about when water touches the skin it's 
and we've we all feel so good after a shower yeah right? and it's not just because you've washed the dust off of your body and removed the extra salt and once it's not the only reason I, I do believe it's the diamagnetism of the water once again this is what we what i was going on about this oxygen being number eight on the periodic table it's oxygen's got a atomic um, number what is it it's eight and it's 0.999 which is quite interesting. Oh, sorry, 1.999, something like this. So there's this, there's this 999 repetition in the numerology when we observe the, the mass. Yeah, the, I've, got, I've, got it, I've got it here. The atomic mass is 15.999, number eight on the table. Yeah. It brings you to, to 27. Right. If you add these three numbers, just looking at the numbers of it. And when you look the 15, you break the 15 down, it takes you to six. So you've got the six, you've got the nine, and then you've got three nines. So you've got that secret relationship that Tesla's three, six, nine hidden in there. Yeah. And when you look at the hydrogen, the hydrogen's also very interesting because the hydrogen is one and one point, maybe you can see it on, on your screen. What is it? One point naught. Um, but you've got the one and the one. It's just to me, when I look at these numbers, it's, it's telling me something about the power of the sun, the power of water, the power of water to connect the sun and the moon. That's how my intuition expresses these, these concepts to me. And so water has always been controlled by the moon. But when yeah. we look at where water yeah. comes from, it comes from the center of the galaxy. I don't know if, if, if you followed this, but the only thing that escapes a black hole is water. And it actually really? comes out of a black hole. There's a... There's a point at the end of the black hole spec, like around a black hole, the center of our galaxy, for example, water leaves. It's the only thing that transcends magnetism. It's the only thing that transcends these, it's that diamagnetic quality of water, which is why we're able to imprint our consciousness onto it. Because it's, it's both of this world and it's not of this world, if that sort of makes sense. Like it's, <laughs> it's, 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 I, I guess it's not in kind of it's 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 a big percentage of the atomic structure of water is in the etheric field. Uh, hydrogen is number one on the periodic table with a atomic mass of one point oh oh eight. Now you see how that one point oh oh eight brings us back to oxygen and. When you put the other one with 999, it puts it into the 1 to 16. I see how these numbers, if you jumble them up and put them back together, they can all resolve each other so nicely. And then it, it just, to my, to my awareness, there's something profound to be understood in this oxygen. Oxygen, I think, is the key. And I think that's why water is so profoundly important. Because it holds this oxygen and all living things need oxygen. And then carbon is bound with the oxygen yeah. because that's how plants grow, Right. So the plant will take in the CO2, it will remove the carbon, it will push out the O2, and it will build onto the carbon. Take in the CO2, push out the O2, build onto the carbon. And so we're carbon life forms. And so we need to take in that carbon that comes out of plants, which has been taken, carried by oxygen. Now, hydrogen is also carried by oxygen in the same way. We call this water. But hydrogen is the first element. It's the element that's the most basic. It's the element that's most fundamental. And it's also the element that dictates acidity or alkalinity which is really interesting when we start to like look at the biochemical componentry of water i think that's why the consciousness field and this is something that i've really noticed like if you breathe deeply and you go into a deep state of meditation you only need to breathe once every minute 120 breaths is good for two hours the moment you start thinking you need a lot more breaths yeah the moment you 
allow your mind to go to rest. And the way you get your mind to rest is to become like water. Like Bruce Lee was saying, you know, be like water. The moment you yeah. become like water, you don't need to breathe. Isn't that incredible? Carbon actually is um, very interesting. It's number six on the periodic table with an atomic mass of 12.011. Um, so uh, together makes... 23 if you divide two by three you get the 0. 0.666 there's something quite special about carbon yeah it's it's the basis there, there sure there sure carbon. is just chemistry and and alchemy as a whole i've uh, i've been um watching a lot of uh decodes recently especially from uh decode your reality which is um run by he is good he is good i i've gone i've come to know him uh like via via some some other people i did a um a podcast with micah dank of course on astro theology i'm looking to get him uh him on again um he pointed me towards uh, Santos Bonacci, who is quite out there. He's a, he's a quite out there personality, but you know, he has some amazing, amazing content and he, he challenges people and you're like, <laughs> I mean, this challenge, like, I'm not sure if people are going to take you up on it, but Hey, that's, that's his intention, of course. And he had, uh, he had Logan from Degotion Reality, uh, on as a co-host, I believe on one of the shows he did with, uh, with Micah. So I checked his stuff out and he does a lot with chemistry and alchemy. And now that we're talking about it, um, I'm, it all starts to, to make sense even more like i'm beginning to see it even more how the chemistry alchemy spirituality theology astrotheology whatever like it is all connected like everything is chemistry everything is alchemy it's it's fascinating i suppose it's it's also like we forget that our very alphabet started as numbers and the numbers expanded in the beginning we were trying to code things like mm -hmm. without language so we, we would start counting things Right. Like, okay, there's two of those, there's one of those, there's three of those, there's four of those, there's one of those. And so that expanded out and then the numbers weren't enough. We we're like, oh, we're going to need more. So we expanded out. So we'll, we'll make another version of that number that's not quite a number, but it's that thing. But it means sort of like that number, but a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And then we, we needed more and we kept expanding out until we had a full set. And we're like, oh, this is a full set because it sort of matches what we see out in the sky. And that's an interesting point, you know, the, the astrotheology, but getting back to the astrology, I remember being the first time I saw the true zodiac, it blew my mind. I wasn't trying to see it. I wasn't expecting to see it. <clears throat> now, I'm not proposing that people take entheogens because it's not for everybody, but I was on, on probably more entheogens than I should have been on. We <laughs> were looking at the sky and I was just Wow. It was a geometric structure. We can start to regain this. If you start looking at the stars very carefully and you allow yourself to just zone into the stars, you'll start to notice these little lines between all the stars. And as you allow your focus to become focused on the lines between the stars, you'll notice that they form like little lattices, little grids. And if you just allow your awareness, I mean, you don't need intelligence or anything. For this this meditation mm -hmm. to allow yourself to start to notice how these stars have affinity with that star and there's like light coming out of those stars to connect those stars and slowly you expand your picture you start noticing that there's three-dimensional shapes in the sky and as you expand your vision you'll start noticing hold on <laughs> i know what that is that's the zodiac and so i believe that what we're seeing is the, is is in our atmosphere the water is the trail of the energy because in our atmosphere, everything we see, we see through water, which is quite an interesting concept. Water seems I, to be the transmitter through which consciousness can move. Yeah. Sorry. And I, I've also heard before that 
um like the the other side if you will you know where you uh where your soul goes once you you pass that looking into that dimension or like looking from that dimension into uh, our physical reality is um it has a watery look to it kind of like uh, the ones you uh, the one you see when you're like driving along a, a like a long road on like a very hot day and the, the air is you know it looks watery kind of trembly I, I've, I've heard before that that's how it's like either like looking from our dimension into the next one or the other way around so it, water has it plays such a major freaking role it's so interesting and another thing this kind of i I think i finally um going like over the uh the alchemical table and all all that i think i finally figured out why uh at least here in the netherlands are so like they're so hard and like cranking down on nitrogen now it's not not about carbon or whatever anymore like here it's now it's about nitrogen for some reason but it's uh, number seven on the periodic table with a atomic mass of 14.007. So it's like nothing but the divine number, basically. Um, and like we know that everything good and everything divine, like not, not in this world. So sorry, just had to, had to get that that in there because that, that, just, that just clicked. The other reason for the conflict in Ukraine this is very interesting. My, dog, my, my, my darling, my dog here, she won't leave me alone. <laughs> the, one of the big things about... Okay, lie down, sweetheart. One of the big things about the war is, is, is uh, Russia and Ukraine. Between them, they are the, like basically most of the world's nitrogen supply for farming. So all oh. of these sanctions between the USA and Europe and Russia and Ukraine's war has basically cut off like a massive supply of this into the world. It's almost by design, if that makes sense to you, because yeah. obviously they want to reduce the food supply. And so a lot of farms in the world have shut down because they just they don't have access to the, the scale of nitrogen that they used to have. And they're keeping the nitrogen for the big farmers, for the big corporate farmers. And so the smaller farmers are going out of business because they can't compete. So they have to sell their farms at much less than what it's worth. The gates communities. <laughs> we don't want to say too many names here. We don't want to get, but you know, mm-hmm. open those gates, they're open. And that's where the money goes. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just, just going to say that I think that that is tying back into what you're talking about because nitrogen is fundamental to all plants growing, right? Obviously, yeah. Because it's fundamental to farming. So they, they are trying to reduce life by withholding nitrogen to cause like the place to die. And a lot of, um, you see a lot of trident symbolism as well. I was just, uh, just before I went on, I was something watching something from uh, Donuts, who works very closely with uh, one-on-one from the one-on-one podcast with whom I did the uh, um, homunculus episodes which is like still doing great numbers is still getting a mass amount of views which is crazy um thank thank you all for that by the way um but the um was it the azov battalion among others has their um like their their coat of arms is like a a trident um you of course have uh maserati the big sports car you know the kind of car you 
you need to have if you like truly want to be somebody you know you want to be a big man get a maserati what's their logo it's the trident um but the devil supposedly you know what is his weapon of choice it's the trident you know the a three-tongued pitchfork um in uh the little mermaids which netflix of course just butchered um king triton 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 uh you know his it's the source of his grand power it's his trident so like all having to do with like water and power and like whatever is going on in in this world right now and then of course the ukrainian flag you know the uh, the blue and yellow which has like a whole other meaning in of its well like colors are their separate codes um i, I can all refer you to the um the gold rejects for that they do amazing stuff on that they know a whole lot more about that um but it's just and then the uh like the the three powers of the world if you will the religious power the vatican the uh the money power the um, the city of london and then well the world police or you know the uh the the global army the being the the us so there's another you know three three prongs when you look at the om if you go to india and uh, the om is symbolic of the primal unstruck sound from which all sound and acoustics emanates to the base note of creation and to the acoustic field that is causing the cadence of this causal accidents of atoms bouncing against each other there are three aspects to the om so if you look at the om the way it's drawn there's the blue aspect which is once again the blue is actually three crescents three circles they're supposed to be in a particular phase of size and there's a mirror echo here of the golden ratio and so the the three aspects within the within the first aspect which is the r this is blue the second aspect is the crescent which is yellow the third aspect is the point which is red aum aum okay now, obviously, the word Aum is also coming from Latin and light and ancient Greek, and it's, it's universal. Mm. When we look at what the Aum relates to, it relates to the powers of the Holy Spirit being released in the consciousness of humanity by aligning the pituitary and the pineal gland to create the Shashumna consciousness, balancing the Idana, the Pingala flows, the, the different flows that run through the spinal column. Shiva is essentially the embodiment of this principle, turning to the Shashumna consciousness where one's able to extract one's consciousness from the body into the consciousness field. The Aum is related through the Aum Tat Sat. So once again, it expands again three times. And Shiva's weapon is the Trisul. And that's exactly what you're talking about, the trident. And the Trisul is obviously the three-bladed spear, right? The spear mm -hmm. with the three blades. And so these three aspects are like wherever you go, it seems to be the most fundamental, all religions, obviously the Trinity, you you cannot cosmologically consider the nature of existence without putting it into the code of three to begin with and then breaking from the three outwards. So this, what you're talking about is, is quite deep and quite profound, in, in, especially with the trident, you know. Yeah. And the fact that they've got the trident missile, yeah? I mean, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a plan there as well. Somebody else yes. just thought about as well, how they can use this. But that, that relates to the singular singular principle of consciousness manifesting in its three forms in, in the manifestation reality. And once again, water is the thing that connects all of these three things. So that's quite interesting, you know, to, to consider that that's the resonant quality of the vibrating universe, which is electromagnetic resonance, which creates mm -hmm. the cadence 
phenomenal reality is essentially happening in a fluid substance. And the fluid substance in the ancient times was called the ethers. Now, in the Vedic stories, they call them the prama. The the Chinese are speaking about the the qi and the shen. And the shen becomes the qi. And that's like as above the firmament, right? So there's a Mm-hmm. The magnetic sphere of the heart has a polarizing effect on the blood. We don't even have to start with blood. I mean, what is blood? Blood is essentially water that is temperature controlled, the fluid matrix of elements that can conduct electromagnetic fields, mm. iron, copper, well, all the metals. Think about yeah. them, the salts. And then when water crystallizes, when water freezes, it becomes a crystal. Something else to think about. And so it forms triangles. So yeah, yeah man. <laughs> this thing is just... You, you can't stop. You just keep going. It's just everywhere. It's, it, you, you look under the bed, it's there. There it is. Under the pillow in your pocket, there it is again. You know? Yeah. It's no... Wow. Water but is there's... everywhere. Water symbology, water symbolism is everywhere. It's it's in, in everything. I mean, like, you know, going into three, I believe it's like a maximum of three days that a human being can survive without water with the fourth day basically being the crucial one i mean that's there's you know the four again two um i I did a i know i keep mentioning this but i did a whole show with uh with ethan indigo love that guy uh the number four and you know it's basically if if you go by um if you even do the math math if you um you know like four what is it it's the one above three eight it's the one above seven twelve it's you know maybe it's, it's the one of 11 but one below 13 and like you can you can go on and on about about it like that you know it's just when you look at what four is okay so this this does get rather interesting so in in, in a cult sense one would say that three is a mystic number of four because mm-hmm. four evolves out of three five four is a mystic number of five so there's there is something of a connection between three and four and four and five when you start to look at the nature of four you look at a pyramid, right? The pyramid's actually got nine sides, the Great Pyramid. And you can only see that on one particular day of the year when the sun is just in the correct alignment. Mm-hmm. I think it's a vernal equinox where you can actually see that the, the way that they designed these pyramid walls is to show that each side is polarized. And so you can see it from, from the top down. If you take a look, you can see, you can Google pictures where, where the pyramid has nine sides and you'll see actual aerial photography where you can actually see the each of the four angles is polarized and then obviously it's got a base yeah so four was the most sacred number to the ancient egyptians obviously they were Mm. very fundamentally focused on the number four and hence the pyramid looking in four directions brahma from the vedic tradition sitting in the muladhara chakra is considered to have four faces looking in four directions when you look at the five elements as broken down in chinese system Mm. it's considered to be a lost book of the universal law was taken to asia and so it evolved its entire system there it's part of all the other systems i think when we put all the systems together we get a cohesive structure of what it is if that makes sense because when you look at the way the element elemental attribution works in the chinese system it's fascinating obviously earth is at the center which is quite interesting so you've actually essentially got fire and water and you've got air and air is polarized into metal and wood the projective air and the receptive air wood wood's receptive mm-hmm. air projective air so the element of air has its elements and the wood and the metal can both cut the air, if that makes sense. They can both shape air in a sense. Yeah. When you start to consider these, these numbers and these shapes, the square is, in my mind, the extension of the triangle, the way I see the square. And it's funny, my, my son was on the beach the other day and he was drawing triangles. He was talking to people we 
met on the beach at sunrise. Sometimes people go to the beach for sunrise. We're there every morning. And he was explaining to these people that, that three is the number of God. He's drawing a triangle in the sand and he, <laughs> he was teaching them. He was, he's so cute. He's six years old, okay? <laughs> and, <laughs> and they were like, wow. And they were like, ask him, so how? So he said, because it's, and he was drawing it a triangle. And he says, because it's like a sandwich. <laughs> I mean, can't, can't blame him. I'm, I'm, he's, he's right. He's right. You know, a good sandwich. And, and then the people were saying, yeah, but there's four of us. And he said, there's not a problem. And he drew another triangle and another triangle and it made a square. And they said, oh, you've drawn a square there. He said, yes. And there's four, four triangles. All of you. Oh, shit. And yeah, man. Like you. He linked them up to make another triangle. <laughs> to create onto that triangle. And he started drawing this wonderful little structure, which was the number four expanding into itself again and again and again to form a triangle. And so this is sort of fundamental to sacred geometry, if you if you consider the way in which the square is the key to all these things. Yeah. And I, I, I completely get where you're coming from with the number four. I've always had a very personal connection with the number four because I'm, I'm quite earthy. I think you're earthy as well, aren't you? You get that feeling. Yeah. We've both got a, a strong earth. My moon's in Taurus, Taurus moon. Uh, I'm I'm not that familiar with it. Astrology is something that I uh, that I hope to learn. Uh, hope so to my learn emotion I... in Earth, but I, I sense the Earth in you as well. Maybe it's in your moon. It's just interesting how the number four becomes a structure that can sort of hold all other structures in it. And why are we sort of looking at the sun? I've always thought of the sun as being a cube that's spinning really fast. And I, in my mind, I'm sure there's water coming out of the sun. Well, plasma. So, like, where does water come from? You see, water travels away from black holes. This is what they have discovered. I'm pretty sure that at any hole anywhere, I think of the sun and the black hole as a hole between the worlds, and something can come out of it. That makes sense. That, um, uh, the black, the black sun. Well, the black yeah. sun is essentially of the galaxy, uh, the, as well. You know, yeah. um, because it is the sun. Essentially, the black hole is it's 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 a singularity. It's just an inverted singularity, and that's what I noticed when you're out of your body. If you go to the firmament, everything inverts. And instead of looking out, you're looking in. I mean, that's, so, that's the way with biology as well. Like everything we see is um, like it's flipped on. Uh, so our brain like literally has to make an effort to turn it the right way again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's that diamagnetism of water. So it seems to me that that consciousness is diamagnetic in the way that water is diamagnetic. And I don't know if other things that have this diamagnetic effect of water. Water seems to be that magical. And yeah. interesting, here's the other thing that I've noticed about water. So if you take water and you put oxygen through water, right, mm -hmm. it removes all of the positively charged hydrogen ions that are floating in the water. You need to do it for about between 6 and 12 hours. Do, do you grow plants? Um, well, I got, a, I got a house plant, but that's really about it. <laughs> do yourself a favor. Get a little, like, cheap little fish tank bubbler. They only cost about seven euros, 10 euros, whatever, with a little air stone, a natural air stone, a piece of silicon tubing, okay. and bubble your water before you water your plant and see what happens. Okay. There's something incredible when you charge the water with oxygen. When you put, you can control the oxygen level in the water. And by pushing bubbles of air through, this is why you need a fish tank bubble, because the fish need a high concentration of water. Like in the sea, for example, there's wave action. And the wave yeah. action causes a recycling, oh, causes yeah. the movement of the water, causes the, the air to to actually move through the water, through the waves. And this causes 
the CO2 to shift through the water. It drops and it loses all of the positively charged um, hydrogen ions from the water and it causes it to jump by a factor of 10 towards alkaline scale. So if you actually want to get your back, back for money for your water that you drink, test it with a plant first and see the difference. You understand when you drink that water. If you bubble your water with a fish tank bubbler, you're going to remove, you're going to make it 10 times less acidic than what it is. So it'll move from a factor of, if the water is six to begin with, let's say you're drinking bottled water, go and take a read on the bottle and they're going to be giving you water with an, with an acid value of six, typical in Europe, typical around the world. You bubble the water and after you, you take a look at the, uh, at the alkalinity and it'll be seven. And seven is a factor of 10. Between six and seven is 10 times less positively charged hydrogen ions which creates mm. the acidity in the water. You remove that from the water, and what happens is you've got a greater content of oxygen in the water. That water can now be more easily charged with consciousness. It can be a better conduit for consciousness. It can also hold on to information better because it's the oxygen increased in the water. And thus, the plants can respond to it more. And of course, your body will react to it in the same way because of the increased oxygen. And it will then, the water will act as an agent to remove the excessive negative positively charged hydrogen ions from your body to produce alkalinity in the body and then you can't get sick so that's like drinking water for water oh which of course is very pure as well because of the constant flowing and streaming and all of that yeah 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 it means the water when you do that as well for example let's say you take tap water for people that are listening here if you don't have access to good water and the water you're getting around from your local place, let's say it's it's mineral water, but it's been in bottles for a long time now, you've got you've got petroleum seepage from plastics yeah. into water, which is a, another dilemma. And I can't say which dilemma is better or worse because I, I just don't know. But what mm. I do know is that let's say you take tap water and you bubble it for 12 hours. Those fish tank bubblers use about five watts. So you'd have to run it for 200 hours to use one kilowatt hour, which is about 40 cents. So it doesn't cost anything to run the fish tank bubbler. So if you're going to be using water from the tap, you can remove much of the chlorine breaks down within about six hours, five hours. It's gone. Mm -hmm. All the chlorine gets removed from the water. And a lot of the... um, Things that can be broken down get broken down because the oxygen creates some kind of a reaction in the water and actually breaks things up and causes them to be breathed out by the water. So the water is alive. The water is alive and it's breathing, right? This is (laughs) is is a shamanic concept. (laughs) It's not dead. Water is alive, but it can die. And when you drink dead water, it causes the water in your body to die. And so the water is what is this life in our bodies. And so, oh, okay. yeah. so these these hydrogen positive ions are trying to kill the water. Water doesn't like positive hydrogen ions because it poisons the water. So what you want to put into the water is negative hydrogen ions, which is accompanied by the journey of oxygen through water. Mm-hmm. So a very easy way to make your water really like healthy, super powered is a simple fish tank bubble. Cheap, effective, and um, try it. Any of you out there that are growing plants, <laughs> like let's say you're growing green plants, right? Mm-hmm. It's legal in most places in the world now. You will see the difference. I tell you, when I started bubbling my water, because I used to grow plants, like mm-hmm. uh, I've, got a, I've got an indoor grow room. We've got electrical problems here in South Africa at the moment. So um, I haven't been growing any indoor plants for a long time. And we get baboons here at my house. They smashed a lot of our pot plants. They ripped out our tomatoes. They killed my oh, chilies. Oh. They killed our salads. They killed all of our plots. So we Damn haven't apes. been putting... Well, I've got to love them. They're the baboon sauce. They're, they're worth having around. Uh, that's why I've got an indoor 
an indoor farm, a hydroponics indoor farm where I can grow indoor organics. And um, well, I used to be able to when there was electricity. And now that South Africa is becoming a third world country and we don't have consistent electricity. <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious problem. Like you can't. Yeah, you know, no, can't I know. Cycles, you know, they need cycling to know mm. when the lights are you know, when the lights are off. It's very important. But uh, this bubbling of the water is something that I discovered by accident. And the moment I start, I never, ever stopped doing it. And I'm telling you, I never, ever had sick plants. I never lost a plant. All my friends they were having problems. Oh, my plant's not growing well. They'd give me cuttings of a plant that's like dying. I'd resurrect them. They'd be like, how'd you do that? <laughs> I'm a magician. <laughs> no, just oh, so much power in water and so much power in just the, the right kind of water. Um, and yeah. It's it's amazing, and I do believe that um, this is a uh, a great part to uh, to end the show. For now, I've been going on with uh, with Rex for like 40, 45 minutes. Then he his connection dropped. Unfortunately, I haven't had an email back yet, but I hope he'll respond soon. And now we're like two hours ten in. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this has been uh, this has been great. I do hope to um, to get Rex on again to uh, to finish the conversation and like now now I know some more uh, already for the uh, the next conversation. Uh, I most certainly will have. So uh, thank you very much, Mister Bush Whisperer. Uh, thank you very much, Thane Josh, for uh, for jumping on as well. Thank you for uh, allowing me to still finish the the show in a uh, in a good way. I hate it when uh, when it, when you know things like this happen, but you know that's that's technology. Shit happens. Um, so yeah, thank you, uh, thank you very much. Um, I'm just gonna, gonna plug the. Well, do you? I mean, now that I have you on, is there anything that you want to uh, that you want to plug that you want the people to uh, to check out? Well, the, we're going to be doing our 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 um, discussion on Saturday. Um, oh, you, you can take a look at my channel. It's at Bush Whisperer Speaks. Uh, sorry, at Bush Whisperer, and it's the Bush Whisperer Speaks series. Is 108 videos in in a um, in a chapter, and I've started my second chapter. It's simple wisdom. The first chapter is very rudimentary, very much the basics, but like in martial arts, basic technique is where you find your power. That's where you find your grounding. It's where you find everything. And uh, yeah, enjoy it. Awesome. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been checking it out. It's uh, it's good content. Um, and like 10, 15 minute videos. So very um, like the, the right length to um, like to to not be too much too much uh so yeah thank you very much for um for that thank you very much for coming on and allowing me to uh, to finish the stream in god a, bless a decent way thank you god bless you too and i hope you have an absolutely um, good look forward to the weekend take it easy brother yeah for sure for sure uh i'm just gonna close off the close off the show with what i usually do so if you uh if you gotta go i understand you have kids and dogs and all to uh, take care of so um i shall you. i shall go see my little boy now um, <laughs> yeah i think you should all uh he looked in he was so well behaved i'm really oh. impressed i was expecting Good. to run in uh, rugby tackle <laughs> 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 awesome. Well, I guess uh, we'll speak again on Saturday. Take you too. Thank, well, thank you very much. All in all, a good ending to this odd episode of the Grey Room Podcast, uh, Grey Room Pagans Podcast. Excuse me. It's been a long day. 
um, yeah, th again, thank you very much for uh, to Thane Josh for jumping on. Thank you very much for Wish Whisperer for jumping on. Thank you very much to, of course, my initial guest, X Bundy, um, for jumping on. Please do check out his stuff, check out his content. Um, we'll, uh, we'll have to finish the uh, the talk with him some other time. Uh, so yeah, this has been another amazing episode on the Greyhound Pagans podcast. Do check us out and all that we do on www.greyhoundpagans.com. Um, we just released our new merchandise sites, of course, on Bonfire. You can find that on the Greyhound Pagans website as well. Uh, Thane Josh, of course, just released his uh, his book, Shadow Crown, started off as a Patreon exclusive, and uh, now it is official. There it is. Uh, for now, available on Kindle, the um the physical copy paperback will uh, will come soon uh, should be ready by next week i believe uh but you can keep in touch on that by just following us on the greyhorn pagans although we do um so yeah and uh, of course don't forget to like this video leave a uh, leave a nice comment uh, leave a nice comment for rex um like it's it's such a shame that we uh, had such technical difficulties from the the very beginning. Um, you know, share this with uh, with people who will find this interesting, may find this interesting. People who should be finding this interesting because um, there is so much to water uh, than just the water people. <laughs> or in the words of Thane Josh, bless your water. That's another great tip. Bless your water, then drink it. Anyway, uh, thank you all so much coming on if you're listening to this on the podcasting platforms um, do leave us a five star rating that will be much appreciated that helps out so so much um, check out any of our affiliates I have a lot of affiliate links in the description below of course um, other than that I don't know much else to say so thank you all very much and I will see you all and next time, um, hopefully that'll be Saturday on the Bush Whisperer, his channel. I will be joining there, hopefully with Fane Josh, maybe Raven. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, thank you all. Until next time.